2: What's up, guys? And welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. right, guys. We're back. It's Monday. Woo! It's Monday. <laughs> but we're uh, back for another week, and we are going to be doing one episode again this week. We know we told you guys. Now, to be full disclosure, we have been discussing possibly just cutting it back to doing one a week and then doing two a week, if we if we feel like it more so. Uh, As like a bonus extra episode, because to be quite honest with you guys, it's a lot of work behind the scenes here to put up two episodes a week. But today, guys, we're going to be discussing two Asian cult films that you may have never heard of before. One of them is called Evil Dead Trap, and the other is... The Boxer's Omen. And to make matters even better... We will be having a guest on with us named Don and Nelly. He's a podcaster, fellow podcaster. He does a podcast called the Horror Mafia Podcast, yeah. which is part of the Horophilia Network of podcasts. He also writes for Death by Podcast and Slice and Dice Dreadcast. So you guys are going to want to stick around for that when we get to our Flesh and Potatoes segment today. But first, how are you doing, Brittany? I'm good. How's things thing going? Good. Yeah, you said you've been out and about. You went to a couple... Doing too much. Parties or something, or Very clubs usual. and shit?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of what I did all last weekend. <laughs> I know, I went out Friday, Saturday, and then we we're busy all day Sunday, too, so right. this is, that's fun. And it's the same this weekend, So, because I'm doing my birthday stuff this weekend. My birthday is... That's right, is... yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday! What, what? March 20th.
2: That's the day I'm going to be interviewing with uh, Ifk, who is the documentarian for the Johnsons. Sweet. Which we're going to have to watch... I have to watch the documentary and the movie before Tuesday just to, like, make sure that I have all my questions in order. Yeah. So, but, yeah, happy birthday, Hoppy Soon-to-be birthday. By the time you guys hear this, her birthday will be tomorrow.
1: Yeah, that's right, because it's Monday.
2: So, we'll, Monday? we'll post about it. Maybe. We'll tell her age, dress, wherever she lives.
1: Thank you. <laughs> it's my dream. Can we'll all just
2: dox you on our own <laughs> page? Yeah, you know? I'll come
1: visit me and I'll kill you. <laughs> it be beautiful.
2: Uh, I've been doing a couple of things that are kind of fun. And one, I have a confession to make. So remember we were talking about Ash vs. Evil Dead and we were talking about nobody wants to pay, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, you're kind of right. Well, I went ahead and uh, paid a subscription for stars on the Amazon channels thing uh, for Ash, just specifically for the season three of Ash vs. Evil Dead because I couldn't wait. You know what I mean? I mean, I realized that I mentioned that, I, you know, fuck that. But I thought it was going to be $20, and I thought that's what it was. But I was thinking of how much it costs for some other thing. I don't know. But it's only eight ninety nine a month, I guess. So, fuck it, right?
1: Well, it's, it's cheaper through um, the app stuff. Especially, like, I think if you have Prime or whatever, too, already, it might be cheaper. It's, like, through your cable company. Well, no,
2: that's what we did it through is Prime.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, it's probably cheaper through that. But if you did it through, like, Cox... Right. Whatever, It'd be a lot it's more. It's like 15 or $20 a month on your bill. <laughs> like bastards.
2: Well, so far, the season three is good. It's not as good as season two has been, but it's still better than the first season, mm-hmm. which isn't that hard to do, in my opinion. I, I'm actually enjoying it. I'm only three episodes deep, because we've got to wait till next week, or this week for you guys. But we're still waiting on the rest. But I think the season two took a little bit, but these guys really pushed the limits with this show. Mm-hmm. Like They do some fucked up stuff, like I'm like, damn, dude.
1: <laughs> well, it's stars, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah well,
1: they can do whatever they want.
2: I think it's more just the writers, and it's still written by Rob Tappert, I guess. Mm. So, because I looked for it, and I don't know if every episode is written by the same person, because you know yeah. how they have different directors sometimes for, like, TV shows and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I also watched The Game of Death. If you guys are not familiar with that, and I'm not talking about the Bruce Lee movie, by the way. <laughs> uh, this is a movie from 2017 that hit like the festivals and shit. Uh, there's a new app called Black Pills. I've never even heard of it, but I, I downloaded it on our Apple TV, and it was free, and I got to watch this whole movie. It's about these kids that play a game called The Game of Death, and they stick their thumbs on these skulls, and it pricks them, and then they have like a time limit; they have to kill twenty-four people. Oh, and it's, it's
1: like murderous Jumanji.
2: Yes, exactly. It's Sweet. exactly like that. It wasn't as great as I expected as it. Yeah, probably <laughs> nothing is. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen the new one, so oh, I can I don't say, care. yeah. I, don't give a fuck <laughs> I want about to see one. that. I really do. I,
1: I love the Rock, so I'm like maybe,
2: but I'm I'm open to it.
1: <laughs> I, I heard it was good, so I'm like I don't know. We'll see. I don't. I'm not. Oh, I can't.
2: I don't want to buy no. it. Like I no. just want to see it.
1: Yeah, I'm like I want to watch it. Yeah, I want to. I'll
2: see what it's like, and then maybe. Uh, But yeah, (laughs) if you guys want to watch that, it's pretty cool. Just look for Black Pills, all one word, on Android or iOS. So if you have like you know whatever device that you can think of that uses it, pretty much Android or iOS, you can do it. Um, There were some other shows on there that were pretty cool too. They had like they break it. they they essentially took the movie and broke it into like six or seven segments. So, it was a little annoying to watch the whole thing, yeah, like, knowing that it was a movie beforehand. But, you know, I watched it anyway, and I, I actually thought it was pretty fun. But they have another show called Everyone I Love is Dead. Aww. And it's a comedy from the perspective of zombies. Oh, cute. So, it kind of reminded me of the movie Ah Zombies in a lot of ways. So, they, like, have humans as pets, and they, like, eat people. Like, But it's, like, the reverse roles. So, it's, like, they're just like us through their eyes and they have like a pet human and like it's just weird it was kind of fun i I watched the whole thing last night and i was just like all into it so plus they've if you if you know they got south by southwest going on right now fuck i keep seeing all these reviews for all these movies i'm not going to be able to see for like it could be even a year forever yeah Yeah. like it's going to be fucking forever man and there's hereditary that i'm really interested in seeing because a lot of people have been raving about it although i did see one review that was like meh (laughs) <laughs> I didn't know how I felt about it. So, I, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. But uh, So, what are you going to do for your birthday, by the way? like,
1: um, Have a parade.
2: Have a parade.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> shit. a, vi- a fuck. Full parade. I like, spoken with the governor of Phoenix. It's going to happen.
2: And what I did, too, is because we planned that fucking interview. So, I feel bad. Like, I normally go, we do a whole fucking episode about for your birthday, you pick the movies and all that other shit okay. Maybe we still can. I don't know. Let's do it
1: the week after. I don't give a shit. You want to do
2: that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, we'll do that, guys. I don't
1: give a fuck. (laughs) Brittany
2: gets to pick two movies. Doesn't matter what they are. Yay. Uh, I can pick
1: anything I want.
2: Yeah, I know. Does it have to be horror? Yes. It has to be horror. (laughs) Like,
1: because there's no other genre. Like, I don't mind
2: going outside the genre a little bit. Like, no, I was just, I was fucking with you. I I bought. I'm
1: going to put. Um, <laughs> but just
2: as a note like I really don't mind going outside the genre every once in a while yeah cause like mm-hmm. I'm watching like I just purchased Godzilla versus Hedora Hedora I guess but it's mm-hmm. the smog monster and I'm like that's kind of borderline
1: it's fine it gives me an extra week to think of what movies I want to watch
2: that's right so but I think it might be that time no HORROR, Horror SHOTS <laughs> Alright guys, we are back and we're going to do our horror shots. Now this week, since we're going to be doing the Asian cult cinema, like the uh, two different movies, Evil Dead Cult, and we also or God, I keep saying that. Evil Dead Trap, Alex, (laughs) and everyone that's listening to me, fuck it up. Uh, Also, we're going to be doing The Boxer's Omen. Now, in the movie The Boxer's Omen, which we will spoil and, you know, not spoil necessarily up front, but towards the end, but one of the moments in there is they do a lot of black magic and they do these rituals in it that are, like, extremely long. And it's kind of cool to me, uh, but in one of them, they crack open a rotting skull with eyes still in it pour in a bunch of poison from snakes they stir the brains together and cook it up and then pour it out for these spiders to suck up the poisonous brain rotting brain shit and it's a long story but we figure we call it this shot based on the boxer zoman
1: skull cap
2: booyah so what's in a skull cap well, it's not something that's going to sound too delicious, but hopefully, <laughs> oh. is in the end. Uh, we're actually going to be putting in three ingredients in this, so get your books out, everyone. Get your BTV books out. <laughs> get your
1: pencils. Get your
2: BTV logo books out right now. We need books. And get your Dakota rig. We need books. We need a decoder ring. Yeah, <laughs> fuck books. Yeah. <laughs> decoder ring. Uh, so
1: X ray glasses.
2: There's two ingredients, I'll tell you right off the bat, and I'll save the worst one for last. Mm-hmm. So the first ingredient is 99 bananas, which is pretty strong. Then it's cream de menthe or creme de menthe. Huh? Yeah, and the final and disgusting ingredient to make the skull cap is yogurt. <laughs>
1: didn't you pick like strawberry yogurt too? Yeah,
2: well, I couldn't find any regular, and I didn't want to buy like a whole.
1: This is Alex frothing Oh, it. oh no! Shit. It's going everywhere. What is the yogurt at the bottom? Put it up to the microphone so we can hear it. Not bad. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> <laughs>
2: Hold on, I'm almost done. All right, so we started up with one of the frothing the BTV, blah, blah, BTV frother.
1: We should fucking go. get a frother, also.
2: It actually kind of looks the same color as the stuff that they poured out for the spiders to drink.
1: It's so sticky, doesn't it though? I hate being sticky. Oh. Oh.
2: <laughs> okay, well that's gonna stay in the carpet. <laughs>
1: you look like you just fucked a leprechaun. <laughs> Oh, no! It is all over the carpet.
2: Oh, my God! I Jesus. just spilled it everywhere! What are you? fucking? I don't know. God, fuck me.
1: <laughs> what the fuck happened here?
2: I gotta clean that up after this.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's like... That's a lot of
2: green. Okay, so now... What is
1: so green? Is that the creme de menthe? Is it the green? Yeah,
2: it's the creme de menthe. Yeah, oh, it's-, it's so gross. Or creamed menthe? I don't really know. I'm pretty sure it's creme. That's what I thought. I'm pretty sure it's garbage. Because it's got an E after it. Actually. But maybe it's just British. It's just garbage. That's what it is. Also, before we drink this, I want to give a big shout out to my homeboy, David Cronenberg. It's his 75th birthday today is the day we're recording it, Thursday, the 15th.
0: Holla! One of
2: my all-time favorite favorite directors um uh, there's there's a few but he is one of the big ones him john carpenter like they've put out so many great movies guys so so
1: that's really what the green froth is that's on right well
2: and there's another uh caveat to this as well i guess it's also saint patty's day over oh, yeah. the weekend so it is his green and it's a skull oh, cap, so it's like a triple entendre that.
1: That's funny. I didn't even think about that. Right. St. Patrick's Day has no importance to me.
2: So we're going ch- <laughs> to, this is going to be cheers to David Cronenberg, and we're going to say long live the flesh and drink. Got okay. it? Long, long live, live the, the flesh! flesh and drink. Yeah. Just kidding. I I had to say <laughs> that part.
1: <laughs> Fucker.
0: <laughs> I didn't no, think
1: no, it tasted no, bad. No, no. <clears throat> Wait, you sipped it? Uh-uh. No, I chugged it. <sighs>
2: I don't think it's that bad No,
1: my problem was the big old chunk of fucking yogurt That slurped into my mouth at the end (laughs) Holy balls It's like swallowing fucking jizz Mm,
2: Well, I mean If you do mix in somebody else's brains With venomous snake poison Uh, yeah
1: I fucking hate minty shit
2: I'm not a big fan either, but I wanted to kind of go outside the box a little bit (sighs) Funny story, by the way, guys I went to the store and was like I've gotta get to meth. And I went there and bought him another bottle. I have two bottles that have been sitting... I've had since we started the fucking podcast. So now I have two bottles instead of just the one that I'm never going to use. But yeah, so...
1: I was like, did you give us the new bottle or the old one?
2: No, it's the old. It doesn't matter. It's alcohol. It's not going to go bad.
1: I know. We discussed this. I'm like, does it just get better with (laughs) age,
2: Like wine? It's like a fine mint. No.
1: <laughs> Tastes like I just blew fucking peppermints all day. Hey, leprechaun? Blew a leprechaun? No, you fucking fucked a leprechaun over there.
2: <laughs> Jizzed
1: all over the place. I look like I fucking blew everybody at a peppermint factory.
2: <laughs> well, guys, if you would like to check out the skull cap and do one for yourself, but go to longlivedthevoid.com to check out our hashtag horror shot section now. <laughs> That's it for horror shots. All right, guys, so now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes with our good friend, Donna Nelly, fellow podcaster, fellow horror aficionado. Let's find out soon, but stick around, guys, for our flesh and potatoes of Evil Dead Trap and The Boxer's Open. Let's do that right now. All right, guys, so we're back and we're going to have our friend on now. And that is Don Anelli. I'm pronouncing that right, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay, yeah. just it's not that hard. It's not that complex, Alex. How <laughs> you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing great, man. Great to be here. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm glad you came on. Uh apparently for you guys that didn't know, uh Don Anelli actually does a podcast of his own as well as he's a part of numerous other podcasts. Uh but his personal podcast where he talks m- predominantly about horror and sometimes some of the some of the godfather movies right
0: oh yeah we've uh, covered a couple of those uh mafia movies
2: yeah and and i love the fucking podcast name it's called the horror mafia podcast guys
0: excellent
2: if you haven't checked it out you should he's a huge supporter of horror and many other podcasts he's he just wants to be a part of the community just like we do so if you guys like what we do you're probably going to love what he does too so but yeah. uh you also write though right oh yeah i do um a lot of i do a
0: lot of blogging um i do a lot of um reviews um articles write ups all kinds of
2: stuff yeah you've kind of toned that down a little bit on your own though you have your own site yeah. for that
0: yeah, um, well, I'm in the process of moving, actually. So a lot of it's just, at this point, maintenance. I'm moving everything over to the new site just to keep it alive. Right. So, yeah, Um. as soon as I get that finished, because um, at the moment, the old site that I was spreading, that is about to be uh, killed off at the end of the month, and I can't afford it, so I'm moving to a new server, and
2: oh, hopefully... Shit.
0: Yeah, so I'm moving everything over now, so... A lot of the stuff that I used to post is going to be up there on the new site. Hopefully, um, maybe first week of May or so, I'll be able to start writing new stuff again.
2: Now, are you so you're not even writing for the? Uh, I guess the Death by Podcast website, the Slice and Dice Dreadcast. No, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, a lot of that stuff is being um, the Death by Podcast site is being rebranded into Horror Mafia because Death uh-huh. by Podcast kind of went under. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, that's so we switched over from that being the main show to Horror Mafia being the main show, and we're rebranding everything into Horror Mafia, and so we're switching, we're doing that. We're switching, I'm switching my stuff over from my old personal site to my new site, and yeah, I haven't had much time to do writing. I've squeezed in some paragraphs here and there, but nothing that I could call a definitive piece of original work yet.
2: Yeah. By the way, guys. Don actually likes a lot of the outer fringe stuff for horror. Uh, you always say, like, oh, well, I typically like some of that weird, bad stuff, right? And not usually the conversation we have in uh, some of the posts.
0: Yeah, um, I'm pretty much what you would call... Well, I've sort of uh, self-described myself as an all-inclusive exclusionist. <laughs> It makes sense when you explain
2: it. Yeah, well, I that. had to think about it for a second. I'm like, okay, I get it. So what, whatever you like, you like.
0: Yeah, so I like so if I like something, I like everything about it. Right. So for me, being a horror fan, I'm gotten into it where okay, my collection ranges from Abbott and Costello and the Universal stuff to Spanish and French horror to you know the stuff we're gonna talk about today, and I have no qualms about the fact that sitting amongst all that is you know R.L. Stein. De- teeny popper, teeny bopper stuff. So. How
2: dare you like Abbott and Costello? Those bastards killed Universal Horror. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Some people get weird about that. They're like, "That's when it went to hell."
0: Yeah, apparently, they haven't seen Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Right? So.
2: It's fucking hilarious, dude. Like even today, <laughs> I was I watched it with uh, one of our writers, Mark Doubt, who we had on as a guest too, and I just fucking loved it.
0: Oh man, it is hilarious. it is hysterical some of that stuff and i'm surprised that there's you know where is the gag reel to that thing because that thing is going to be oh yeah i
2: mean you know they improved a lot of weird stuff in that probably oh,
0: i mean you know not to you know get too deep into that but i mean just the scene of him sitting on the corpse in the in that laboratory where he's you know fidgeting around trying to keep trying to wait for him and he notices that he's sitting on the creature itself oh, oh man, that's right Yeah, I mean, not to get too deep into that, because that's not what we're reviewing. No, whatever,
2: it's just nice to talk about, to get to know you, man.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I mean, you know, stuff like that, I I find hysterical. I'm really, really big on slapstick comedy, so, you know, whacking people over the head is always a good time in my book.
2: Well, so are you a fan of Peter Jackson, or Sam Raimi, obviously?
0: Oh, yeah, um, I have Dead Alive in my top ten favorite films of all time.
2: That's my number one, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Britney knows that movie, right? You know oh, that yeah. movie. Yeah. God, that's yeah. That's my favorite, man. I don't know what it is. That humor is just it, so good.
1: It is good.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you what. If I can, if I can find it as Brain Dead, I may be able to put put it at number one. But I know it as Dead Alive in the top ten. But yeah, I'm not gonna fault you for liking that one. Yeah. No. Well, <laughs> it,
2: it, I have like five different versions. <laughs> like I have the 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 Powell version because I couldn't like that's yeah. the only version that you can get that's fully uncut and it's only DVD cuz they don't do that with yeah. Blu-ray anymore just regions
0: Yeah. Uh, uh I'd love to get my hands on that copy. So, yeah, that's you know, I, you. Love that, I love that I love that kind of stuff.
2: <laughs> well, do you know that the fucking the Blu-ray for the Dead Alive movie, the US uh supposedly uncut, but it's the cut, uncut, yeah. if that makes sense, uh, is going for like $119 on Amazon right now. I looked just last night.
0: Yeah, that's the, uh, not in my price range.
2: <laughs> right? Not in uh, my price range. Pers- my girlfriend's all like, sell it. I'm like, no, <laughs> hell no. Like, it's not the complete version, but I still want it. Sell it. Sell <laughs> <laughs> it. Well, anyway, guys, I think we should jump into our flesh and potatoes now and talk about the two movies uh, we mentioned. That, I didn't know if we mentioned this or not, but Don actually did an episode on one of the movies that we'll be talking about today. And that's The Boxer's Omen. And on his podcast, I think he did like three movies, right?
0: Oh, yeah. That was a uh, special episode. Um We did, um, we have a special segment that we call uh, Torture Tanya, which is a friend of one of our co-hosts who likes to be tortured and watch awful movies. (laughs) So I suggested the film um, Dead Sushi by Noboru Iguchi. Yeah, (laughs)
2: it's
0: pretty bad. Yeah, and then the main course was um, Mystics in Bali and then The Boxer's Omen.
2: Right. You know, I I have a lot to say about the Boxers Omen, by the way, but I'll save it because it's hard for me to not say something, so I'll try my best, guys. (laughs) (laughs) But first, we're going to go ahead and kick this off. But yeah, oh, that's what I was going to say. We watched... Don did the fucking episode and he posted it in the Do You Love Horror group. And I was like, oh shit. I was like, we were actually going to do that next week. And uh, actually, it was going to be the week after, but we ended up moving things around and he said, hey, well, if you do it, let me come on. I was like, fuck yeah, dude, let's go. So that's why Don's here today, so we can talk about these. He got to see a movie he hadn't seen, uh, which we're going to be talking about right now, and that is Evil Dead Trap. Now, I did the majority of the work on this one. Evil Dead Trap came out in 1988. It's also known as Shirio or Shiro Nowani. Yeah, Sh- Nowani? Shiro Nowana. Well, you tell me, man, because mm-hmm. I don't know. No, I grew, on, Shidio, I grew up on. That makes sense. Shiryo does, but the Noani thing gets me no. It gets me no no. Nowani traction. That. Yeah, <laughs> I know wani that. I <laughs> know Noani.
0: Wow. Yeah, no. Like, I grew up on Godzilla films. Japanese is not an issue for me. Yeah, well,
2: that's pretty good, man. Like I, I, I'm usually pretty good, but you showed me up, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank we're you. all here to learn. That's uh, not. I'm out, guys. Learn. I'll see you guys later. Don's got it. I'm scared. <laughs> Uh, The story on this one, by the way, guys, is TV show host Nami asks her viewers to send in home movies. She receives a snuff film apparently shot at a nearby factory, taking a camera crew out to investigate. Good idea. Right. Nami finds the factory deserted. Or so she thinks. As Nami and her crew begin to scour the factory, they're murdered by one by one in a grisly fashion until Nami remains. She ultimately discovers that the killer is Haruki, a small fetus-like man conjoined to his fully grown naive twin brother who seems unaware of the killings. This movie was directed by Toshiharu Akira, who passed Mm -hmm. away in 2010, actually. Uh, I don't know how, but... You know, it's sad to see because this was actually kind of a weird movie that I would have loved to see a little bit more, although he seems to be pretty friendly with the semi porn films uh, more than anything. He even did a female prisoner scorpion death threat remake, sort of. It was like part six, I guess, of this female prisoner scorpion, which are these pink. uh, What is it called? Pink films. Right. Yeah, basically, it's it's women exploitation films uh, for Japan. So, uh, but he did the Scorpion, the uh, female prisoner Scorpion death. He also did A Shadow of the Wraith and Man Behind the Scissors, which was one of the last ones that uh, was really popular. Uh, It also is written by Takashi Ishii, who wrote and directed Black Angel Volume 1 and 2, mostly a lot of softcore porn (laughs) in that direction, too. And he also did Brutal Insanity of Love and the sequel, I believe. Um some of the cast, uh another fun fact about porn, most of the stars in this movie were porn stars. Yeah. When they say porn though, I don't know if it's full out like American porn I don't style. Think it's like American porn. Yeah, it's probably yeah. just semi sort of just boobs you know softcore <laughs> like, porn basically.
1: Boobs and bush yeah. and some minor ass slapping. <laughs> yeah, no. Um porn in Japan is
0: not allowed to show um, a woman's genitalia. Right. Right. So yeah, um there's never or pubic any pubic hair, right? Right. Yeah, it's all um it's yeah, there's the famous thing is, is that it's all um fogged out. So, um it, you can show it on the screen, but it's got to be fogged out if you do. So you can never physically show it.
2: Right. Right. It's yeah. it's really hot, guys. The it's blur, the I love it. Ever. It's
1: the mystery of the pussy. Oh, God. I'm ready.
2: Uh, some <laughs> what the... does it
0: look like under there? What's living within?
2: <laughs> I don't even. That sounds dirty. That sounds wrong. <laughs> like there's something bad under is there. It you Kodidia? know? Like, yeah. Like crabs, <laughs> well, more...
1: Or is more it just less... herpes? What is it?
2: <laughs> uh, some of the casts that you'll probably never heard of, although I. <laughs> Tried to do my best. Uh, Honestly, after looking through all of these actors, majority of them only worked with this director at all. Like, um, did a lot of softcore porn. Again, uh, Miyuki Ono, who plays Nami, the main character in the movie. She was in the movie Black Rain, which is a pretty big title. She was also in Black Angel Volume 1 and The Man Behind the Scissors. Again, the same director. And uh, yeah big fan of that. Um, some of the other porn stars that are in this movie <laughs> is Yuji Homa as Daisuke Muraki. We have Hitomi Koba- Kobayashi as Rai Sigura. Sugiura. A- Sugiura? Is that what it is? Okay. No, Sugiura. Sugiyura. Sugiyura. Right. Sugiura. Yeah, there you go. What he said. <laughs> Shensuke Shimada Shimada is the TV producer, and quite a few others that I'm probably not going to go over. It's not that I don't appreciate their work. I actually didn't think they were bad actors at all. Um, some of the music was done by Tomihiko Kira, who worked on Shadow of the Wraith, Bomberman 64, The Second Attack, and Brutal Insanity of Love honestly guys and i'm sure you probably feel me on this one don reminds me the score the main song that they play through this whole movie reminds me of fabio frizzi's oh m- yeah music in uh the fulci's beyond the beyond called verso oh, yeah. lag la ignoto
0: right yeah that uh i almost thought that there was uh straight up lifting of the score until i heard it a second time right yeah yeah it, it's almost identical they're you know if you didn't know otherwise you would think that they straight up took the soundtrack and played it over
2: i dude i i had the hardest time trying to track down the tracks because i was like yeah. wait a second this reminds me of of a lot of different things and then i started listening through the tracks and that was the one i was like that's the one that's right. the one that the the blind girl emily always plays on the piano and shit
0: mm-hmm. yeah
2: in the beyond by the way, right? Um, but yeah, it's it's not the exact notes, guys. So I was right. wholeheartedly yeah, it, sold on that it was, but it wasn't.
0: Yeah, no, I was too. I mean, you know, there's times where you can almost swear that they just took the soundtrack and put it over. <laughs> it is that close, right? I'm, I'm with. I'm totally with you. Yeah, you almost you almost get that feeling that they did just take the soundtrack and use it.
2: Well, what do you think about this movie for your first time watching it? What did you think of it?
0: It's not bad. Um I know that there's probably more traditional Japanese slasher efforts. Um I've heard of one called The Guardian from the Underground. That sounds intriguing. I definitely want to look into that. And not necessarily all that great, but not too bad. I
1: I'm kind of in the middle on this one.
2: Yeah. I think I think it is a little bit like that. What do you think, Brittany?
1: I had a good time with this movie <laughs> for the most part. Yeah? It had me for the first probably like 45 minutes. And then once I realized pretty much everybody but like Nami and that strange dude were dead. I was like, so where do we go from here? Yeah. <laughs> Let's drag it out for yeah. 45 Everybody's minutes. Everybody's already dead and it's 30 minutes into the movie. So what the fuck's going to happen? Like, <laughs> where? what are we doing? And and then yeah. that's when I was tuned. Like, it lost me for about 30 minutes at that point. Really? Like, what is happening? Like... <laughs> I don't know. It was just a lot of like unnecessary pauses and just trying to build a story. So I understand why they did it, but at the same time, I just felt it was unnecessary. I almost, but,
2: I almost feel like it's because they were trying to go for an atmosphere, but yeah. it was way too long.
1: Exactly. It's like, yeah. I've done that
2: with songs, with music. Right. The songs are like seven minutes long, and I'm like, whoa, this is way too long. No one like, wants
1: a seven minute long song, right. Alex. It's got to be tightened. Wants a seven minute long song. No one. Not anymore. <laughs> Like it was cool in the seventies, but like now everybody's like "fuck off." I want to go home. <laughs> like, I was to the same song for eighteen years. Anyway,
2: What, you don't like Fog Hat,
1: no. <laughs> fog. <laughs> but I there's a lot of things about this that I appreciated. The gore was good. Mm-hmm. And oh, I love the gore. Yeah, the gore was good, and I loved every minute of that. Um, I just felt like there should have been more of it. Like, they should have just ran more with that. So, I, I don't know. I think they rushed a lot of the kills, and I wish they would have slowed it down a little bit and paced it out a little bit more. Um, so it would have made the story a little bit more cohesive, um, as far as not making me want to fall asleep for half an hour until it, like, sort of got interesting again but
0: yeah it's kind of it was kind of weird that it was the action the acting where everybody's you know in the building talking with each other that's the stuff that's spread out and kind of like you know it takes forever to get through yeah. and then you know the kills are the stuff that you know just breezes on by
1: it's like this you done like yeah <laughs> why <laughs> i mean
0: there's only one and there's only the one kill where you know the girls impaled in the shower that's like you know the longest kill in the whole movie but even still that's not really all that short
2: right yeah yeah was well, it's, it's somehow they figured out a way to spend all this time talking, yet never tell us the fucking story. Right. Like, I don't right. know how that possibly happens. It's like, okay... Like we're doing a lot of talking right now, but no. we really don't make any sense. Why this is happening? Well, I'm so who, confused. Who
1: is this guy? Why does he have a deformed fetus attached to him somehow? That's well, you don't even figure that out. Murdering to Murdering people, and then where does it come from? Why is it there? Please explain this to me. And they don't. <laughs> and then at the end, it gets even more fucking batshit. Where it's just like blah, fetus, nothing makes sense. And I'm just, I just sat there staring at my TV for like ten minutes, going,
2: why? <laughs> well,
1: like that was cool.
2: But One why? of the things that I, I think that uh, if you're going to watch this movie to anybody that's listening or who's talking now, if you're going to watch this movie, you should watch the behind the uh, the the audio commentary or listen to the audio commentary while watching a movie the second time. Um, the copy that you guys have had that, and I listened to it. It's very sparse and it's kind oh, of hard to understand I, because. I the, their English is not bad It's just a little There's a word here and there that you just might not catch So he was going for this Like completely dreamlike Fucking thing And it made no sense what he was trying to say to me
0: it. yeah it seems a little weird that i think a lot of it is because you know a fetus doesn't necessarily mean like a dreamlike atmosphere
1: right
0: it yeah like that you know if you're going for that kind of a thing i would imagine something you know he was saying something about the settings in the underground the temple the tunnels where he wanted it to be like a transfiguration or like transfer like transportation sort of a situation right like i can see that being where he's going but then i don't i don't get where this alien fe- this demon fetus attached to him
2: makes no sense you know, it's so- maybe it's the the hitchhiker that you carry through your life I
1: you know don't, don't
2: like i don't understand like I, I mean whatever it's his art interpretation and maybe it wasn't supposed to be i i feel like he was trying to go for like a possession type movie with gore
1: right that's the end, yeah. that's what I feel.
2: Like, all, uh, like a story-wise. But before we get to that, though, I want to say a few things. First off, if someone sends you a snuff tape, don't go looking for who made no, it.
1: No, so fucking stupid. Seems
2: like a bad idea, even in the 80s.
1: Let me gather my crew yeah. of women. Wow, well, like, there was crew, two guys, Just right? one guy.
2: There Th- was another guy with glasses, am I right? Who's, like, the nerdy guy that's always, like, a fan of the one girl. And he was like, "I'm. I tried to have sex with you. I'm impotent. Or she's like, no.
1: Yeah, that's the guy that gets his head cut off.
2: That's a different guy than the guy with the fucking hoodie.
1: Seriously, I I feel like I don't remember there being another dude that went with them. So that's why I'm like,
2: what? Well, the story is a little convoluted. So it is kind of confusing anyway. Yeah, we cause can
1: both be right or wrong. Who even knows?
2: You have to pay, like, serious attention to this movie, and it doesn't demand that much of your attention visually anyway. Sometimes it does. It's it's not perfect, but it's, it's sort of like a Japanese version of... Uh, that follows tropes from other popular more popular films not in necessarily the kills the kills are somewhat unique uh an example i could give you guys is like evil dead with the fast moving camera in the woods it was like in blue and it was like going around the factory or they have the camera scene yeah with the flash yeah Yeah. there's a there's a couple
0: of them there's a couple of them throughout there showing the uh that was dope
2: yeah they also did the sex scene, which is kind of typical of like the Friday the 13th yeah. kind of thing. I mean, I mean, that's kind of a reach, but uh, why have sex in inappropriate places? Because you can't. Why not? Yeah. Um, I also get Fulci specifically, probably more so because of the, the music and even a little bit of a basket right. case sort of thrown in. So, But it, as a whole... The movie is completely different than any of those movies, and it does seem to take some ideas from the big guys. Although I can't explain how exactly, it's just the techniques that they use throughout the movie. Um, right? Yeah. But I, I, you know, it does have a lot of gore, a lot of grue, a lot of fucking splattered, dis- like crazy shit. Honestly, some of the kills are pretty brutal, and I made me question like how they did it. Um one of the uh there's a eye gouging scene in the movie that is
0: awesome.
2: I wouldn't say it beats Z- Fulci Zombie by any means because there's that extra break off point in the zombie movie but uh, yes. I I feel like it has a little bit of atmosphere and it pulls off, like in some scenes, not perfectly. I feel like it tries more than it actually accomplishes in that area. Uh, and then by the end of the movie, like it kind of jumps the shark. It's still interesting in some ways, but it, it's an hour and almost 50 minute movie, which I feel like is entirely too long for the premise of this movie. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's pretty much how I feel about it. It's It's not got a lot of substance to it even though the director swears by it in the commentary.
1: Of course he does.
2: <laughs> but it's not gonna it's not gonna be for everyone, guys.
1: I still liked it. I mean, if you like, you know, your a- Asian horror whatever, your slasher, slasher whatever, gore, you like gore, gore, you're gonna like it. Like at least for the first like 35 to 45 minutes because it's just this good pretty decently solid gore fest, so it's I mean, there could be a lot more, but it was decent.
2: Any yeah. What, what about you, Don? Do you have anything else to? Yeah. For?
0: No. I'm. Uh, I'm right there with her with um, Brittany. That's kind of how I was. A lot of fun in the beginning. Great setup. You know, really get into it with the initial kills. Kind of loses its momentum once it's. You know, you basically realize, like, you know, the first half of the movie, you're just down to the final girl. It's like, yeah. okay, now what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like you know. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like 50 minutes in and you're down to her and then you still have another 40 minutes left.
1: Yeah. That's what so I it's said, like <laughs> well, I paused it like after the one chick, the one of the last people dies. And I'm like, there's still 40 fucking
2: minutes. Dude, left Yeah, minute. that's what I was thinking. I was like at an hour and 10, 15 minutes. I was like, it's over, right? Like, it's going to just end up and wrap it up. Why? How is there 45, 45 fucking minutes?
1: Minute, who the fuck did this? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck like you. <laughs> 40 minutes, whatever. It's ridiculous. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah,
0: know. This definitely should have uh, been packed pay up with though. an editor.
1: The payoff, though, wasn't worth it. That's the biggest thing, I feel like. Like, once you finally get to the end of the movie, is it worth that fucking. I don't,
2: like... You know what? I bought it for a reason, know. and I think it's because some of the kills in it were, like, pretty unique to me. Like, I, I liked it. It reminded me of that one French movie where they have traps in the house. I can't think of what it's called. But it kind of reminded me of that. It had a little bit of Saul thrown in. It literally is pulling from so many different movies, even the ones that didn't exist at that time. Um, so it's like it just feels like a bunch of movies met up in the middle and were like, "Hey, let's throw this together." And Where see did what they happens. film this, by the way? Ty- our Japan, I think. Is it because
1: it- everything mm-hmm. in it is American? <laughs> No, just about like all the beer cans and stuff that are around. They're trying like, to the, make it all you, that.
2: That's a thing that that, that a lot of a lot okay. of Japanese Chinese. So like, that's Miller <laughs> They try to like make it appealing to the West market because it's so huge. It makes sense. So,
1: is everything that's strewn around everywhere is all American labels? Yeah, and that even where yeah. they film it in that warehouse looks like it's. Well, American. they still
2: have American shit out there, just like we have
1: Japanese. I know, but still, <laughs> I feel like meh, I thought that was strange, but it felt more American to me. Than I didn't anything.
2: notice that though.
1: Then the stuff in the background. Yeah,
2: not really. Yeah, I did.
1: I totally did. <laughs> I don't know why, but I did. And well, it's Miller Lite.
2: <laughs> well, there is some trivia to this. I did Guess. some. I did some listening to the background. You might be able to add to this. Done. It sounds like you listened to the. Uh, the track behind it?
0: Right, yeah. You the did? Commentary? Yeah. Three, four, there's like, you know, three or four minutes where he's not speaking at all. Yeah. Um, it's him and some other guy. I, I didn't catch the name. It's the. Because there's
2: two guys. It's the special effects guy and the director.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. I, I, I couldn't hear who the second guy was. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I knew there, there's, there's two on the track, but I didn't know who the other guy was.
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh, the director, which is. Uh, Toshiharu Akeda, and, of course, the special effects guy who is Shinichi Wasaka, or or Wakasa, who would go... Wakasa, yeah. Wakasa. Yeah. He would go... He Actually, his career spawned from this, as a matter of fact, because of the, the special effects that he did here. He was the suit maker for several, and we're talking like a lot of Godzilla movies, guys. He worked on, mm-hmm. let's see, Godzilla Final Wars, Gamera 2, or Gamera, uh, Space Godzilla, Rebirth of Mothra 1 through 3. He even did some work on the live-action Devilman movie from 2004, uh, but that's just to name a few. Like he's done yeah. a ton of work, so
0: yeah, I I know a lot of his work. I I didn't don't have a you know voice to go with the name, so I didn't know. But yeah, I'm a huge fan of his
2: work. Right? Yeah, yeah. He does. I'm, and that's funny too because I just bought that fucking Godzilla versus uh, the Smog Monster too. So it's like it's like <laughs> come on, come on, Alex, watch it. Let's talk mm-hmm. about it. Um, apparently, and I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but there is a sequel. And I have yeah, seen it. I, I owned that. it at one. There's point. actually two. There's actually that's two. what I heard, what? but I couldn't find the third one.
0: Yeah, the third one. Um, it's sometimes just called um, "Broken Love Killer." It's actually by um, Ikeda himself. He actually directed it. It's not a true sequel like Part Two is. Because, yeah, part two is one that doesn't have any connection to this one. I was going to say, part
2: of, two doesn't at all. Like, that's what I remember. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck
0: is this? Yeah, part two is a uh, psychedelics uh, character study about a woman that watch, a woman who works at, at a movie theater and she ends up having this sort of like a May thing where she wants to have like a perfect friend or whatever. And she goes around killing people to try to make like a perfect friend or whatever.
2: Oh. That's
0: part two. And then yeah, so part three, I haven't seen that one, but I know it goes under the name Broken Love Killer. And that's actually by, yeah, it's by um, Ikeda himself, which is why it became part three, because, you know, same director, similar style of movie. I feel like they were just I,
2: trying to milk off the, the, the success of the first one.
0: More than likely, I wouldn't put it past them. Um, it, it, something, yeah. Yeah, something like that. You know, you've got somebody that creates a success, he does a similar movie, let's try to boost sales by tagging it onto this, you know, popular thing he did. Right. Yeah, uh, there's so many stories about that. We can probably, you know, do a spinoff podcast and talk about those movies
2: ourselves. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I remember owning the original, or the second one, and I kept thinking, it was one of those movies that I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this again because it's a sequel, right? And then I would go, fuck, man, I just spent an hour of my time watching this movie and then it gets good at the last 20 minutes of the fucking movie. And then I was like, I don't understand any of this. I don't why did I and I, so I sold it. I kept the first one and I sold the second one. So, yeah. I feel like it's a waste of time, my personal opinion. If you guys want to go down further down the rabbit hole that has no connection to this movie, uh Evil Dead Trap in my opinion, and then like you said, then yeah, I would skip it. So if you can't get into this one, I wouldn't waste your time watching the sequel. But um, uh, they did say that they shot this movie from like 9 a.m. till 3 a.m. each night. So they really only had like five, six hours sleep before they would shoot. So all the actors had to do this day in, day out. And they said that American movies are like that, uh, but not there. So and the special effects guys. We're working day and night, oh, like it. just to make everything work. So, I mean, they they had to be, they had to have somebody on set, you know, in case they needed him, obviously. Right. But, uh, but they do joke about how they didn't even have storyboards in the film. So it kind of played into their long days because they were still trying to figure it out. Like by the seam of their pants. Right. So what the fuck they're doing. Which is why <laughs> the days took so fucking long. <laughs> Well, there is one more spoilery kind of thing, and then we'll get into our favorite scenes and then jump into the other movie. Uh, apparently, and if you don't want to hear past this, just close your ears for a minute or so. Um Apparently, the end scene with the baby, it's something that the director had a dream about. He had a really bad dream about about his own mother, and he said that his mother's eyes kind of rolled back in the dream, and he had asked the actress to do the same thing to kind of mimic his dream, but she was unable to do it. So he was like, "Well, we just shot it anyway." <laughs> I, just, I thought it was interesting, it. though, that he this is all based on a dream. That's why, yeah, he tries to pull that fucking uh, what do you call it? M night fucking Some bullshit llama, on llama. the end, yeah, you know, to try to fuck with us, and then brings it back. Did you guys have any favorite scenes in particular that you want to mention in order as best you can?
0: um for me i always enjoy the uh set the scene where they're trapped inside where um you know all the stuff comes crumbling down and they're kind of like realize that they're fucked oh okay because i love those kinds of things where it's sort of like you know this big action scene that just comes out of nowhere and then all it's like it traps them all inside i think i know what you're
2: talking about too is that the one Wait, yeah, wait? it's when they're all
0: they're all in the hallway, and then all of a sudden, like the front door just like the whole like ceiling comes crashing down.
2: Okay. Yes. Okay.
0: It's like the early scene where they realize that they're in there with something.
2: Ah, right before is right after the sex yeah. scene, right? The first sex scene.
0: Right. Yeah. Right after. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What about you, Brittany?
1: So I like the first kill scene. pretty tits. <laughs> um. Literally, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, they do show tits in there. Her tits aren't really out so much because she had a shirt on at this point. But I just, I just love how out of nowhere it comes from. Yeah. Basically, like she just, she's like mad at. This is shortly after she just fucks this dude, and then like they're trying to find a way out because everything just kind of crumbled and it's crazy and kind of chaotic and and then she opens this wardrobe or whatever the fuck it is and this weird. Corpse fly like falls out of it. This woman's corpse fly like falls out in front of her, and she's completely just like, "What the fuck!" And then all of a sudden, bam! Like a spike shoots out of the fucking floor.
2: Oh, that wasn't the first kill. What are you talking about? The first kill was the eye gouging scene, the one I was talking Uh-oh. about earlier.
1: I didn't count. That sorry, I meant like the first kill. <laughs> I was of, like, wait like, a second. People. Yeah, I meant yeah, the first like kill the, first of the character. In... Yeah, the first character kill. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was talking about. That's what I meant. Gotcha. I didn't even think about that.
2: I forget what her name was off the top of my head. Ray? Ray. Ray. Yeah, R-E-I. Yeah. Because there's Ray. two characters that are... Similar names. There's Ray and Ray. Yeah. It's It was a little confusing.
1: But I that was interesting because it, it was funny because it was out of nowhere. The me. spikes so things were like pretty cool. Like, out of the floor, and I'm like, what the hell? And then all of a sudden, like, here's another one, and then here's one more. And I'm like, oh, cute. And then it's kind of fun because you can watch her, like, the actress is kind of struggling to make sure she's holding the one under her arm. Yeah, you see the, the <laughs> see floor, it, <laughs> it fucks up
2: a little bit. Like, you can see yeah. the floor move a little bit on the second spike.
1: Mm-hmm. Just like, a little, like cool. you know, a little tiny inaccuracies that you kind of yeah. notice. Like, when I'm like, oh. But it was it was interesting, and then to to follow up with that later is when they send her body down this like sh- like shoot thing. Like I don't it it reminds me of in Beetlejuice, <laughs> like you know. Mm, yeah, they, I know what you're talking. They're in have he- whatever it is, wherever the chick works. Heaven or hell, or recently deceased area, or what the fuck ever, and like oh the, yeah yeah the dude yeah. that I know got flattened about. by the truck that delivers the mail and shit, right? <laughs> like, yeah, that's what it reminds me of because she's on like a hook, like attached to this like meat locker type slide, and
2: she's like really dead for a long time, kind of she, looking. She's yeah. Dead, dead, yeah. <laughs> she's like, like blue, like the fucking oh, yeah. dawn of the dead. She zombies. comes like
1: s- f- like slowly at first, like flying down this thing, and everyone's all confused, and like the fucking morons that are walking towards her. Like, towards this weird thing that's coming towards them. And I'm like, yeah, fuck that. I'm going <laughs> to keep going the other way. Um, and then all of a sudden, it just, like, speeds up. And it just, like, flies at them. And they're like, whoa! And then they duck out of the way. And it's, like, thwack right into the wall. <laughs> and I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? is? It's just, like, a meat slab. So it's it like, reminds me of a big old chunk of cow from a slaughterhouse. It was funny. It was funny, but it was also interesting at the same time. So no, I like that part. The effects on that cool. were really cool. It like, yeah. did a really good job with it, but it was also comical. She just kind of
2: bounces off. The she wall. does. She
1: like full on. Like she hits that shit at full speed, and I was kind of hoping she was going to explode, but she didn't. So,
2: well, <laughs> one of the other things that I wanted to mention, it's more of not a favorite scene, but it's more of like a wait, what the fuck? Like first of all, there's a guy being held captive by this killer, right? Mm. And he gets out. And then his first idea, instead of getting out of the fucking compound, is I'm going to go rape this girl in the car. Yeah. And then they have some of the tidbit of information about... Oh, there's two of them, not one. Two are the same as one. It's so weird. And in the middle of them having sex, and she's just like, oh, yeah? Oh, wait, you're raping me, you
1: know? She <laughs> so realizes it or something. Like, I, I was sitting there, I'm all, God damn it, Alex. But this, like, this again. also... Again.
2: This is the other thing that ties into it again, is that dream-like thing that I was talking about. Yeah. It's like, well, because they kept talking about in throughout the whole movie. I don't know if you guys recognize this, but they talk about, how do we get out of here? so it's like some deeper meaning
1: yeah that was like a continuing question yeah but made no sense it's like like you go go out the fucking gate guy yeah but they keep finding their way back in right that that was the thing and then she she touches on that too later on because she's like what are you doing you were out and now you're back in and she's all confused as to why she got back in there and so i i can it's got like a power or something like they're all kind of controlled in a way. yeah it's
2: like ghostly baby yeah it's
1: weird it's like a possession.
2: Reminds me the baby in that. By the way, if you guys have ever seen the Thirteenth Curse, <laughs> no. uh, it's a Chow Yun Fat movie. Well, sort of. He's just in it for like <laughs> sort of. Well, he's like one of those cameos they throw in, and then they put him at the top and put his picture on the front kind of thing, even though he's only in it for like five fucking minutes. Yeah. But it has a baby that like flies around and like wraps its fucking. <laughs> little spinal cord around people's necks and like kills and it's like the, the
1: umbilical cord.
2: Yeah, it's pretty cool yeah. actually. I think we covered it, but I always forget. I saw it's pretty cool. Anything else that you liked one, any other part for you, Don? No. Mm,
0: uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much it for me. <laughs>
2: okay. There's one thing I do want to bring up and Do remember, Brittany, when you said that you have to play along with the killer or the rapist or whatever the fuck uh, to get out of that situation safely? Yeah. Why in the fuck is the girl yelling at this guy who's killing everyone? (laughs) Like, it won't matter. Like, even if he's not, I I get that he isn't aware and that his body was controlled by the baby, the weird brother thing or whatever, but it just seems like another really bad choice in the movie. Like. Stupid. Even if she has a gun, I don't care. Stupid. But she guess I guess because they couldn't leave anyway. That's why she just didn't. Probably
1: care. that's why she just is like fuck it. I don't know. I, don't.
2: Yeah, well, I guess I answered my own question there. I
1: don't know. I like <laughs> another scene I liked though that we didn't mention was with the chick that was taking pictures the whole time.
2: Oh, in the hallway. In the hallway. Yeah, yeah that's like, like, like epileptic yeah. seizure. That was fantastic.
1: The whole filming of like it was filmed beautifully. It was really really cool, and you get this whole kind of like stalker to, for the kill kind of vibe too that leads up to that. And then eventually, like, it's just all done by Shudder. Is that...
2: You know what it reminded me of is Fulci's... um, What's that one where the dancers all get killed? Do you know what I'm talking about, Don?
0: Murder Rock. Murder Murder Rock.
2: Rock. Didn't they have a scene like that where the lights were flashing... And the girl gets stabbed? I would stabbed. have
0: to revisit it. I would, it sounds familiar. I would have to revisit it because it's been several years since I've seen that one. Or I would have to the revisit New York it to Ripper. Sure, I
2: can't that, remember.
0: It's either or. I'm thinking Murder Rock, but I, I would have to revisit to know for sure.
2: Yeah, it kind of reminded me of that, I guess. It was one yeah. of those two movies, but yeah.
1: Either way, I really liked it. It was just very visceral and visually interesting
2: well guys i mean if you're listening and you're kind of wondering what the fuck we're talking about i mean the the story is really kind of all over the place but if you're looking for something that's just a little bit weird um that might be you know outside of your regular comfort zone and you're looking for some sort of Asian film that might have some cool deaths in it. Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense and you're just kind of going for the ride. This isn't a movie that I'm going to watch every year, uh, maybe even every two years. Like I think the last time I watched this movie was like six years ago, maybe more. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's definitely um, something that I would look into. Maybe not for a uh, frequent revisit, but yeah. just as a curiosity pick, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be offended if you did that. Right,
2: you? I'm gonna watch the shit out of it. You liked it that much? I did. I'm
1: gonna make Jenny fucking watch it with me. Like when I want to get hammered, and I'm going to watch... And Mouse hasn't watched it yet, so I'm going to get hammered this weekend, probably, and make Jenny and Mouse watch it with me. <laughs> and once we get to the boring part, I'm just going to skip to the last, like, 15 minutes. So, Because <laughs> um, there's, like the, there's the one scene that I can't believe none of you guys mentioned it, but there's, like, one fucking awesome death scene no one talked about, so everybody in, should watch well, it Well, I didn't mention
2: all of them, but wh- which one are you talking about?
1: But you, uh, no, I don't want to say. I want our viewers to go watch the movie and then just see that part, because it was really cool.
2: Well, there is another movie that we did talk about for this uh, outing, and this is the one that brought us all together. And this is The Boxer's Omen, also known as Mo, which means demon. Uh, Mo means magic. Is it? Hmm. Well, I said, think so. They said it meant demon. When all and all the stuff I. Because mm, I see. know
0: that the sequel, maybe it's maybe it's bewitched that means magic because one means magic and one means spell when you when the original language cuz the first one bewitched is known as goo and i think that one one of them means spell and one of them means magic
2: really well i know yeah. about the goo thing but
0: that's what i'm saying i'm trying to i'm trying to look around here and see which one it was cuz i know i'm pretty sure i've heard that one means one and one means the other but i can't remember which one's which okay cuz that's why that they were um originally sequels
2: Right, came out on October 29th, 1983. It is a Shaw Brothers film. Now, if you're familiar with some of the Asian cinema, like you'll probably know the Shaw Brothers, probably more so because of the kung fu movies that they would use, they used to make. They were pretty prominent during a a certain time frame and then they moved to horror a little bit to try to catch a different like more modern thing. Um the story is while in Thailand to avenge his brother who is crippled in a fight with a corrupt Thai boxer, a man gets caught up in a web of fate, Buddhism, and black magic. Uh, the director and the story was put together by Chu Kung Kuei. Yeah, Kuei Chi Young. Okay, well, Kuei Chi Young, he also did the movie Corpse Mania. Or he did Goo, which was uh, known as Bewitched. Is another name that it okay. went by, which is technically the sequel to this movie. No, also-
0: this is the sequel to Bewitch. Is it the this other is way the around? Sequel to Bewitched.
2: okay. Well, also uh, he did a movie called Curse of Evil Hex after Hex. He uh, also passed away October first, nineteen ninety nine. Uh, the screenplay is on set though. He did a couple of other movies. He wrote for Brutal Sorcery. He did the crazy thirty six Crazy Fists. Uh, which another musician's band tried to start up uh, and call themselves. Uh, he also did Hex After Hex and Corpse Mania, Goo, and uh, many, many more. Some of the cast, uh, I picked two mostly because most of the cast, you don't really get to know that much. The, the main star, <laughs> Philip Coe, who plays Chan Hung? He's also a director and an actor. He directed High Sky Mission, Extreme Warriors, American Force Two. He acted in Enter the Dragon as a bit role. He was also in Iron Dragon Strikes Back. He was in quite a few Bruce Lee films. Um, he was also in Sex Beyond the Grave, which seems to be a theme in some of these movies. Like for whatever reason, like you have the rape there, the rape after the. Seatings of a ghost, rape a- or yeah. There's quite of a- other different films. He wasn't in those, but he was also in many action films. He has over about 200 yeah. acting he has credits,
1: 200
2: acting credits, yeah, and Literally. 50 director yeah. credits.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, his- yeah,
0: some of the uh, some of the best Filipino action films around. Check some of them out. Um, he ended up, uh, I think, for a period of time, marrying Yukari Oshima, and they moved to the Philippines and did a lot of the work together. Some amazing titles. Which
2: was who's who was that person?
0: Uh, Yukari Yoshima. She was uh, right after uh, Michelle Yeoh and um, Cynthia Rothrock with the um, girls with guns movement in Hong Kong. Okay. Yeah, Yukari Yoshima was always the best of the second tier. Like the top tier was always Michelle Yeoh and Cynthia Rothrock. The second tier was, you know, Moon Lee, Yukari Yoshima, Cynthia Khan. There's a couple of others, but. Um, yeah, Philip Ko and Yukari Oshima got married, and then they moved to the Philippines, and they kind of carried the tradition over there, where they directed—they uh, directed and starred in a bunch of um, really, really good wild action films. Definitely worth checking some of them out.
2: Sweet, yeah. I mean, the list that I was looking through, I was like, holy shit. Like, this is crazy. Um, actually, one of the other actors in the movie was probably more recognizable to me because I was a fan of some of the v- earlier Van Damme films. Is mm-hmm. Bolo mm-hmm. Young, who Bolo yeah. Young played as Bo Am, I believe they said his name. His big role was Bloodsport, actually, Blood with sport. Van Damme. And he also was in another Van Damme movie called Double Impact. He was in Mm -hmm. Enter the Dragon, Chinese Hercules, the Bruce Lee movie called Game of Death. So this guy is, like, well-steeped in some of the fucking movies that you probably have seen. Uh, And Mm -hmm. his face is very recognizable because he's huge. He's a fucking huge badass.
0: His body is almost as memorable.
2: Yeah, I... (laughs) Uh, so, what are your guys' thoughts on this movie? And uh, maybe we'll start with you, Don, because I know you said this is probably one of your favorite movies that you. Oh uh, yeah, prob- yeah, this is.
0: Yeah, uh, this is probably in my top five favorite Asian horror films. I utterly love this movie. Um, if you heard it on Horror Mafia, I mentioned a little backstory about this, which um, bears repeating. Um, Please do. Yeah, so uh, early 2000s, I'm just getting my feet wet into the genre. I don't know much about horror. I've hit the heavyweights, you know, Your Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, Friday the 13th, Phantasm, you know, on and on and on. But my only experience with Asian horror was Audition. So I'm already kind of a little leery about what Asian horror is because... Okay, you know, that's audition.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it's a, audition. That's a big one to start out with. <laughs> yeah.
0: So uh one day I'm at the vi- I'm at this record store with my family, we're doing video shopping, and I get done early, so I hang hang out to the um VHS aisle just to kill some time. And so I look around and I'm you know, just browsing through this stuff. And I see this title called The Boxer's Omen on there. So I pick it up and I think, huh, you know it's a kickboxer ripoff you know <laughs> it's on yeah it's a kickboxer ripoff cause you know okay it's on a video label called Tai Sing which I know from my youth has all sorts of Jackie Chan and you know Jet, Jet Li S- yeah.
2: yeah
0: there's you know tons of tons of those stuff
2: they're still running by the way guys
0: I know yeah, I, yeah so I have the video label I have the title kickboxer boxer's omen okay it's a ripoff I look at the back, and Bolo Young's on the, one of the pictures. It's the early fight scene with him. So not even thinking, I put three together and say, oh, it's a kickbox, the ripoff. Two bucks, you know, why not? So I take it home. I think nothing of it. And, you know, several weeks later, I realize, oh, crap, I haven't seen it yet. So I'm done with my homework. It's about dinner time. I put it on. And just as I'm eating dinner, the movie's on, and it takes such a left turn, I don't move until the movie's over. (laughs) I literally sit there, sit there watching this thing happening as my dinner's going cold in front of me, not even moving, not even blinking, like, what the fuck? (laughs) And I swear off Asian horror for good. Audition, (laughs) Boxer's Omen. Fuck you guys! I'm done with you. Oh,
2: because of this movie, really?
0: Yeah, it's like, okay, Asians are weird. Your horror films are not worth my time. Fuck off! <laughs> <I'm> not... <laughs> I've seen an audition. I've seen Boxers Omen. I want nothing to do with your horror. Give me Jet. Give me Jackie Chan and Godzilla, and I'm fine with Asian cinema. I don't <laughs> need your horror films. <laughs> so, Boxers Omen has a special place in my heart, and I revisited it once I got back into the genre later on, and. It's one of my all-time favorite Asian horror films.
2: That's a great story, man. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? I'm s- I mean, do you think it's because it's just so weird you couldn't forget it?
0: It's one of those, what demented mind came up with this? <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, what thought process went did you go through in order to come up with a scenario like this and then make it, you know to have people sign off on it and say, yeah, go ahead, that's a scene worth filming. Sounds
1: great.
0: (laughs) It's like, you know, that's sort of where, you know, my thought process was because, you know, Friday the 13th, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Boxer's Omen.
2: Yeah, it's pretty straightforward, (laughs) everything other than that.
0: Right, yeah. So there's kind of like, you know, you hit the horror heavyweights from America and then you get this and it's like, what the fuck am I watching? (laughs) It's like, you know such a unique and different experience that you know at the time I wasn't ready for it and I had absolutely no qualms just signing off on it and ignoring it and it took me a while to get back into it actually
2: so Well, and it, you know we kind of did a little pregame talk a little bit about it because I was like just tell me your general thoughts real quick like did you like it or not and she was like mm. so why don't you go ahead and tell them what you thought Brittany <laughs> my,
1: mm. well, my thoughts are pretty short and sweet on this I um, ended up going, what in the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> that was that was my thought process, and I still can't wrap my head around what the fuck that was, um, what the purpose was, what the point was. I still don't. I don't I don't understand. So I feel like I'm kind of in the same boat that you were in when you first saw this movie. And yeah. maybe in a couple years I'm going to revisit it and have an appreciation for it, but at this point I don't. <laughs> so I I was telling okay, Alex, yeah. I was like it was so fucking hard for me to watch this movie and we've watched some terrible fucking films. Yeah. And this is not and, terrible by any means. And that, yeah, like, that's the
0: thing. It's if you look at it from technical standpoints, you know, the special effects may be aged. But everything else is stylistically on point. Right, absolutely. Yeah, this is what you would call well-made. It is. You know, there's, it's
1: not a terrible yeah. film
0: at all. I just. Yeah, it's just <laughs> the shots, what they capture, are just so mind-bentingly deranged, you're trying to wrap it up. Right. <laughs> and that's the whole thing.
1: One of my biggest issues was I couldn't get past... All of the noise going on in the movie. Oh, like, the not sound even effects. just the soundtrack, but the sound effects and everything that was so overpowering that it was so distracting from anything else.
2: Like when the ghost A was like floating Holy around. Fucking
1: ding, balls. Ding. It was just like my husband and I were talking about how this movie should actually be called. The most annoying sounds imaginable is what, the, is what the title should be because they literally compile. And I, I said this about another movie that watched uh, I drink before. your blood. I drink yes, I drink your blood was so fucking awful for me to watch because of that as well. But this was worse. Like I was more, I was literally sitting there. T- my eyes were twitching, and I m- and my husband is the same thing. I look over at him, and he usually loves this kind of fucking shit. Like he lives for it. Like he loves when Alex would, like recommends these like redonkulous fucking movies. He's like, yes, please. Like let's watch this shit. He hated it. He never hates <laughs> fucking anything.
2: Yeah, I'm surprised by this. My because, husband is like yeah. the
1: sweetest goddamn thing on the planet, and he is just like. So quiet and just reserved and whatever. And he was just like, after this movie, I look over at him and his eyes twitching and he's just like, well, that was fucking stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, like, oh, all right, then we like, found
2: his limits. We found but yet- his fucking limits. But as we've heard from Don, we don't know your real feelings until several years several of this years seed this, being planted in your memory. Yeah, after
1: this ferments in my fucking yeah, brain. Yeah, and five grows years. a
2: strong oak of a memory
1: we'll that you'll
2: never forget. That may yeah, reach well, the height of your top five Asian cinema films.
0: Here's a fine chaser. Try going Mystics in Bali oh yeah try, try doing something like that first and then this may not this may go down a little easier okay because that was actually the movie that got me back into it believe it okay. or not mystics in bali was the the movie I g a friend of mine gave it to me in college saying hey you like asian stuff you might like this so i you know i was like oh, i'm I'm not touching asian cinema horror cinema i don't want anything to do with it so i just watched <laughs> it like as a favorite in
1: my life <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I watched it just as a favor to him, and then that was sort of like, okay, yeah, maybe I have to try this again.
2: Yeah, that's something that I don't really consider, um, because to be honest with you guys, like, I've seen a lot of fucking Asian films. Like, I've seen a whole lot. I have tried to reach, because I feel like you can go down that rabbit hole pretty far Mm -hmm. uh, in in this genre. Uh, I don't even know. Is it a genre? It's just it's just Asian film, and even nowadays people get mad at you when you say Asian film. So it's like, but you know, it's just I've seen so many different types of Japanese, Chinese, Cantonese, fucking every knees that you can think of.
1: Dirty like, knees. Yeah,
2: like <laughs> I've had dirty knees. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> i've blown a dude uh no i'm kidding Chinese,
1: uh, japanese dirty knees look at these.
2: uh we've gone Sorry. off the the track here Got but but i've seen a lot of fucking movies and i really like the weird gems that i can't forget and sometimes i just like to go on that ride it's not necessarily about the story it's not necessarily uh anything like prolific you know i just want to see some weird shit And the Asian cinema like really fills that void for me because it's like, I don't know what to fucking expect at this point. Um, So this movie and, and what I wrote about this is that it's ultra odd, stylish, what the fuck movie about fighting, revenge, magic, and who the fuck knows. There's so many angles. It's pretty hard to follow at times, but the long process of their rituals is very carefully planned out and documented in this film, and super complex, so complex that I almost wonder if these were real rituals, or maybe they're just really creative about weird shit that they came up with in their mind.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if they were real. Not necessarily, you know, the way that they went about them was real, but, like, the general concept of what you
2: were watching right. was real. It seems like so act- out of the yeah, ordinary, like actual- you really wonder.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Some of that was actually... You know, they say, okay, well, we do this, we do this, and then we do it this way. And then that's like the order we do it. And then they're like, okay, well, let's do, we can fake it this way, this way, and this way. Right. Right. You get the idea that the steps they're taking is real. But they're just faking it in a way to make it so they're not actually doing these things.
2: Well, it's weird because, like, if any of you play video games like RPGs or stuff like that, they take so much time and care to prepare these magic rituals and everything that goes into it to end up in this what the fuck is going on thing that happens. It just blows your mind. Uh, It's it's to me, it's super impressive. The dedication that they put into these ideas is really uh, amazing to me. While it's hard to understand what the fuck is going on, it's pretty hard to take your eyes off this movie, and it is something you have probably never seen. There is literally so many unique things that happen in this film. It's, in my opinion, my personal what the fuck kind of weird and it's jam-packed full of it I uh, it's hard to suggest this film to kind of anyone because you're yeah. gonna get you're gonna get lost. Maybe it's just a horror, um, gore junkies kind of thing that you you will like this movie. I would highly recommend this to anybody that likes gore and just weird shit because this is like the marriage of both. I really love this film, surprisingly. And the first time I was I, I was going into this, I was expecting that Evil Dead Trap be my favorite. And spoiler alert. This one is probably my favorite. The movie sells for about $109 on Amazon. uh, If that gives you any idea how many people really uh, appreciate this movie. It was 15 literally months ago, and I didn't buy it. And I fucking hate myself for never buying it now because I really wish I would have. But if it does come back out, guys, for me personally, I say get it if you are into gore and weird shit period. I really liked this. And you were like, oh, it's my favorite, one of my favorite films. And I was like, "Ah, we'll see. And, and and I ended up like, I couldn't tear my eyes away from it like you said.
0: Yeah. Well, I couldn't take my eyes away from it because I was just unexpected. <laughs> I, it was just, what the fuck? Like, What
2: is happening to me right now?
0: <laughs> it's like, okay.
2: Why is my penis getting harder? No, I'm kidding. I'm Why sorry. Why
1: do I have a bone? <laughs> Why is my pants so so tight? <laughs> 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 See I'm on the opposite And I'm like Why can't I stay awake <laughs> This movie's killing me Sorry I know I went <laughs> into
2: Like a huge Kind of thing there But like I just I love this movie man Like I really do I, I You and should it, marry it There's so I've seen so many other films That done some weird shit And I highly recommend If you like this movie Then you need to watch The 13th first There's some really cool shit In there that I think You would appreciate Especially if you're A Godzilla fan Hint hint Don Watch mm. the 13th curse Yeah
0: I've seen I've seen 13th Curse, yeah
2: yeah okay <laughs> i know exactly
0: what you mean and that's a pretty mainstream exactly
2: title that made it over to the west to be honest
0: right yeah he's saying weird for a reason and i you know take it from me i went through this he means weird
2: like really weird
0: yeah weird
2: like this creatively is creatively weird i don't know how to explain right, it
0: right so um let's just say this when the weirdest sequence is a person spitting up blood onto a bass skeleton to reanimate a figure and then hypnotically control it but yet the creature is actually attacking a person on a astral projection sort of right
2: like it transcends all reality i don't know what the fuck is happening
0: and that's not the weirdest thing in the movie (laughs) believe me You mean weird yes that's weird that's mild it's mild like i said Astral projection, bat hypnosis through spitting up blood onto a skeleton. That's not even the weirdest thing in this movie, people. I mean, this is weird.
2: (laughs) It's weirdly awesome.
0: He's saying it for a reason.
2: Weird. I like, this is this is my kind of movie. I was so yes. surprised that I would love this movie. Like, I, I really was not expecting it. I was like, went in with really low expectations. I didn't give a fuck about the story. I was just blown away by everything that was happening in front of me. It was like going on a, a fucking, I don't know, man. It was just fucking cool, man. Like, so I can't, there's so many scenes in this movie that I can fucking spout off. But before I lose my, and come in my mouth, um... <laughs> Let's talk about some of the trivia, okay? (laughs) The Shaw Brothers, first of all, I mentioned a little bit about them in the beginning of this. They were huge into kung fu films. They were known for doing it cheap, and they were known for doing it well for their money as well. Um, When the fad of kung fu sort of kind of died down in 1980, they needed something to push and compete with the new wave of film in asian cinema to try to get the west's attention i guess and the boxer omen came out from a period when the studio was searching for some sort of like new cash cow horror films were kind of like a natural candidate for it although the 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 shaw brothers said by their standards it was extremely expensive for no reason so the omen did not help the studio slide by with a cheap budget but in 1986 the Shaw brothers stopped making feature films altogether and they sort of segued into television production which is kind of like what happened in around that time in a lot of places so
0: yeah um one of the few things is that this is said to be a sequel to a film called bewitched which um i've seen it yeah it's the film is called goo and it's it's released as bewitched, and I've yet to find out where the connection is other than Kuei Chi hung during the directing. I'm still unsure of where the connection comes from as why why this is considered a sequel instead of you know, just some you know standalone movie. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, apparently this is supposed to be a sequel to Bewitched, and I still don't know where the connection comes from.
2: (laughs) I, You know, I haven't seen the movie to even fucking know. All I know is that Kui-Ching Hong was like the exploitation guy. Right, yeah. Because there was, I've like, a lot of... all these different actors that had names Bruce Lee, L-E, and then yeah, Bruce the... L-I, and they all yeah, wanted Bruce to try Lee, to mimic Bruce the Li. real Bruce Lee.
0: Right, yeah, Bruce Lee, Bruce Lai, Bruce Lowe,
2: um... Jet Lee, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even yeah. he kind of tried to milk that a little bit, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. I mean, that's how important the West was to a lot of these films because... You know, they would reach their market in China, Japan, or wherever, Korea, wherever the fuck that they were doing these films, but if they hit the U.S. market, they were successful, and that's why it was so important. Some of the movies, these Bruce exploitation hits that they had was um, Iron Dragon Strikes Back, the creature feature yeah. Killer Snakes, and mm-hmm. the women's prison sleaze uh, Bamboo House of Dolls. Um, he retired I think it was like in 1984 though didn't he?
0: Yeah, this was. Um, he he only did like two or three others. I think he did uh, some gangster comedy, um, Cantonese Godfather or something. something right, I, yeah. it, it's something like that. Yeah, it's not. That's not the actual title, but it's something like that. And then I think he did one more movie, and then yeah, he retired.
2: Yeah, he actually immigrated to the United States and opened a pizza right, parlor. Yeah. Believe it. Or yeah, God. because
0: uh, yeah, it says that is a place that is. Uh, he died in Los Angeles. So
2: right. Yeah. So it's interesting to see. Yeah.
0: So. Um, Right, yeah, this was like one of his last movies.
2: Right, it was just sad? You know, I don't know.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, definitely though. A piece, some a body of work worth re-exploring because *Corpsemania* is an awesome Hong Kong giallo slasher mix. That is a ton of fun. That's like and an I,
2: homage to the Italian cult, and yeah, the, that's, like uh, American as well, which is weird. Yeah,
0: it's that's really good, really enjoyable, and I utterly love *Bamboo House of Dolls*.
2: Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen that either. So. Oh,
0: that is awesome. That is that is so cool. That movie really needs to get rediscovered. That movie is so much fun.
2: I, I love uh, that's one of my favorites. I'm gonna have yeah, to check Bamboo it out House. now. That and Corpse yeah, that, Mania, which you can still get, and I believe they have a Corpse Mania YouTube video up that you can watch of the whole movie. Yeah. Literally like months ago, probably like eight months ago, when we were doing Swords and Horror, we did two movies, one of them being fuck, I can't remember now, but we did a Swords and Horror episode where we did, like, Versus, uh, we did some fucking crazy fucking movie. I think it was called Seedings of a Ghost or some other one. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, Man, that was. I started looking, and that's when I heard about the Boxer's Omen and Corpse Mania and all these other ones. And I was like, fuck, man, I need to watch all these. And it, it's taken us this long just to get back to it. So I think for a little while, I think that we need to pick some, like once every month or once every two months, we pick an episode where we do like two asian films you know what i mean yeah and there's so many guys i
1: like doing these
0: right yeah that's sort of where i was when i first did this because i was away from it for so long because you know boxer's omen scared me off the genre (laughs) every year the uh, first week of march i go through a marathon where i specifically binge asian horror that whole week just as a way to catch up
2: Right. And then you get your fill and then you move on to something else. Well,
0: it's not like I, you know, that's the only week I watch it, but like that's, you know, like specifically my time to watch it. Yeah. So if I watch it during, you know, if I happen to catch one the rest of the year, okay. But like, you know, that's, you know, I'm not rewatching Friday the 13th. I'm not rewatching The Burning. I'm watching Asian horror that whole week just to help fill in the gaps. So
2: yeah. <laughs> that. You know what's really funny about this particular film, though? They were aiming to be like the Raiders of the Lost Ark film when they made this film. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. And it was a big budget failure in their, you know, in where they were trying to release this. Uh, And it, it wasn't until, like, 2006 that anybody even knew what the fuck this movie was in the West. Because Image Entertainment put out this movie as one of their picks. So it's like, wow, man, it's just amazing how some of the, like, if this movie was to get lost, imagine how many were, how many are lost, and you never think of them again.
0: All you have to do is just, you know, go to the IMDb, hit some obscure country, pick a movie at random, and just see how little information there is on some of these out there. Right. And, you know, some of them, you know, you don't even have plot synopsis, you don't even have, you know, full cast of characters, you know, you're lucky You have a director and a writer for them. There's so much out there worth exploring. My motto what else is out there? That's my take on the genre. That's where I come from. What else is out there? It's great to support, you know, homegrown stuff. I mean, I love watching these movies as well. But what else is out there? You know, what hidden gems are you going to find? Because I guarantee you, everybody out there has a story that where they found their favorite horror film nobody ever realizes somebody needed to discover it in order to put it out there for you to find in the first place
2: right well that's what i love about the genre too it's like some movies fail yeah. they fail miserably and then years later right. they find their audience and it's like holy shit like how did this movie fail like the thing failed like right. how, how does this shit right. happen?
0: Exactly. And I mean, you know, for me personally, I, I know I get a lot of, you know, internal satisfaction when I recommend some obscure thing to somebody and they say, holy shit, where has that been my whole life?
2: Right. Yeah, That
0: is, you know, that is a fantastic feeling. And I, I personally find that to be the most rewarding part of the genre. That's not why I do the
2: podcast, man. Literally. Exactly.
0: It's it's not, you know, you finding the movie, it's telling somebody about it. Because what's the point of seeing the best thing ever if you've got nobody to mention it to? <laughs> like what kind of conversation are you gonna have with somebody that doesn't know what you're talking about?
2: <laughs> one of our friends actually Alter De Ruin. Yeah. Mike Treveloni, who's the singer, he is a ultra fan of stuff like this, the outer fringes that nobody knows about. And he had this insane, massive collection of movies that he was like, you know what? It got to a point where I'm like, why am I even... like? Nobody knows these films except me. Right. And I had no one to share it with. And I'm like, "Like, I need to get him on here because I know that he's saying this shit. He said he went into one of those... (laughs) Third party trading companies like where they buy all your movies and like everybody at the store crowded around his collection that he was selling just crates crates of DVDs and they were like oh my god oh my god oh my god. And I was like, God damn it, I wish I knew you back then, because I would have bought every one of those motherfuckers off you. <laughs> like, here's exactly. 500
0: thanks! Yeah, I mean, it's it's like, you know, what kind of conversation can you have with somebody that's never seen a, seen a good movie? Right. It's like, hey, have you seen Boxer's Omen? No, I've never heard of it. Oh, fuck, you know, okay, so now what else are we going to talk about? <laughs>
2: That's why I like subjecting her to all these weird fucking movies. Because she comes, she's she's younger than I am, so it's like, you get to watch all these, Britney. And I'm like, fuck yeah, I get to subject you to these fucking chemicals, like a mad scientist of horror. You know, I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> half the time I come back, fuck you. <laughs> uh,
2: like Crazy Lips, that one where we you're like, oh, really, geez, Alex? Really, really? Fuck you on that one. Uh, that <laughs> Uh, but anyway before we get too off track let's talk about some of our favorite scenes try to go with the earliest one that you remember in the movie i usually write down way too many and try to try to try to like uh narrow it down a little bit when we do it live yeah um
0: yeah the uh bad thing that i mentioned earlier that weird scene that's one of them but that one yeah for me it's yeah, for me it's uh hands down their first battle with the reanimated crocodile skulls and the <laughs> floating head the urn. I'm not trying not to say too much cuz I don't want to spoil it, but Oh, no
2: no no, it's you yeah. know
0: yeah reanimate let's just say reanimated crocodile skulls uh holographic urn and a floating head are involved and that's not all
2: of it so oh my god dude that floating head right it, it <laughs> like i have to we have to talk about it because like that's one of my favorite things and the 10 okay like guys like if you don't want anything spoiled first of all you're gonna have a hell of a time trying to find this fucking movie anyway uh, and even if you do it, you know like to own it to buy it like legitimately, even even trying to find it illegitimately is not a very easy task, by the way. Um, but there is a right. head that separates from this evil monk's head and floats off, and tentacles start fucking dangling out, and then it tries to strangle the good monk across the room because they have this organized good versus evil battle, and then all of a sudden, like it flies, tries to fly off because the sun comes up. And he grabs the tentacles and he holds it there and the head just melts. But there's just like everything that that happens in this fight. And this is the first fight, guys. The first fight. Everything that happens in this could have been the end of the movie. And it's just the beginning. (laughs) Like, And that's just like one piece of that fight, too. Like you said, there was crocodile heads, bad heads, holographic fucking... I don't know, dude. That shit was fucking weird.
0: Yeah, that was one of the first scenes that lost me when I first saw it I was I remember that thing vividly. I I actually noticed it only when I actually dropped my fork because I was about to eat I was take take a bite of dinner and I had never moved watching this whole fight scene and I actually knocked my arm onto my tray because I held it in place just frozen stiff watching it. I actually <laughs> dropped my arm and I banged my elbow on my dinner tray watching it. I remember that thing
2: vividly. Do you you remember that scene, Brittany? Like, how crazy? I mean, there's a lot to unpack in this movie. (laughs) The
1: whole time, I'm just like...
2: They don't even tell you why they're fighting.
1: Yeah, what's
2: That's the fucked up part. It's like, you don't even know why they're fighting. Because literally, guys, the movie starts off, and then the main character is this fighter. And it's not even the guy that ends up being the main character. So you're a little confused by it. It's his cousin who's fighting, and then they're in the ring with this bolo guy Who's like the movie guy in Bloodsport? Who, if you've ever seen the the meme, the the gif where you see Van Damme screaming into a oh. microphone, and then you see the other guy playing the drums? Well, that's Bolo right there.
0: <laughs> right, the, the the drummer guy. That's Bolo Young. And I crack up when I
1: first saw that. <laughs> I did too. Man. <laughs> did you? Have you seen that? No, you've never seen that. I feel like we oh. have, but I didn't recognize
0: Oh, phone. it is hilarious. Yeah, it's Somebody uh...
2: put a fucking microphone in front of them and then like took pictures for the gif, but it was actually a video cuz they had yeah, it, it started okay. out as a video and it was just some metal band playing and it's like oh! and then you hear the drums going and you see fucking Bolo banging on the drums. Excellent. And they just moved his body around to make it like <laughs> it's fucking great, dude. Uh... <laughs>
0: Yeah, because if you've seen Bloodsport, you know exactly where those moments come from. Right. And that's what makes it all the funnier is just because you know where that comes from and you just see the two mesh together.
2: What about you, Brittany?
1: I love the scene that we modeled our shot after, which is great. But the one that sticks out the most probably to me as far as like, why is this happening, but it's also really cool. Which part? <laughs> oh, is when they disembowel this or they actually not even just dis- they like, completely like eviscerate this like alligator, Right. that uh, a cro- giant crocodile. So they're like suddenly like on this like crocodile farm, and there's like a bazillion of them all over the place, and I'm like, "Why is there?" A well, bunch and of don't allocators? they pull out
2: a body out of the ground for some reason and of some lake?
1: I don't I don't even remember. That's is his that's his body.
2: Is that what it is? Cuz like they killed no, the evil do, monk.
0: Right, what they do is they take the—they're using the crocodile as a spiritual enhancement. It's uh, to do with Hindu mythology. It's um, involved with the chakra system. Uh, they say that the—in uh, Hindu systems, they say that the crocodile governs the uh, sacral chakra which is a developmental energy, so they say that, you know, they're putting the body in the crocodile as sort of like a rebalance. The spiritual power of the crocodile is supposed to help heal them, sort of bring them back into balance
2: wow you wait knew a lot more about this shit than i did that's why i think this shit's real like it's a real fucking
0: yeah fact, that's what i was going from the scene is is that they're they take the crocodile and it's the body of the monk himself they take the crocodile they kill it off screen thankfully
2: smash the eggs on the ground oh
1: i was so right. sad i didn't like it yeah I right didn't
2: like yeah
0: it. <laughs> yeah but when they put him inside that's the body of the monk that died and then the, you know, it being inside the crocodile, that's the rebirth where they're taking him and they're rehealing him inside the inside the body. They're realigning him like a, it's sort of like, um, well, in the remember in the battle, they cut his head off. So his, right. They, it's right. So it would be like the um, the nervous system in the body would be disconnected discombobulated and so putting him back together inside the crocodile would realign his would realign him that's why he comes together and he's fully formed again when they pull him
2: out okay well don't they doesn't he turn into a woman like at that point i, like, I thought it was
1: a woman yeah
2: it was right list. yeah that's what it is that's the that's the spiritual body of the woman
0: when the woman reemerges, that's how they get that's how they bring the guy back is they use the woman as as the the, as the figure,
1: yep, there it is. Because she she pops out the
2: three three guys, yeah. yeah. Uh, so she, she was so the conduit for out. their birth, right? Or yes, rebirth. Oh. God right. damn it! Yeah, because I was like confused because the the three guys were in her right, body, but they put her and they made put her. her in re- there. Yeah, yeah, I'm like right was-
0: that. <sighs> Okay. Yeah, because it's the three disciples, and then they re- and then they rebirth her through. They rebirth the wizard through her.
2: If you guys are listening now, this is how batshit this movie really is. It's it's hard to explain. I'm surprised that you put it together, but you've seen a lot more times than I have. This was my first right. time, so <laughs> uh, there is about three battles in this, and there's like there three, three tiers to battle. each of the battles. They fight this big fight, but there's it's just begun each time and then it just opens up to more and more and more there was one part in the movie where a fucking green head comes out of this fucking thing and floats around and tries to fucking manipulate his mind but then he shoots that weird liquid tear that he gets from the mushroom and what the fuck dude? i like it's so hard to explain It's like, here's an example. Like, we were talking about those three guys. Basically, there's a part where this guy rips the skin off of the evil girl that these three guys put into a crocodile, rebirthed her in so many different ways with all these different techniques. In fact, there's a part where they're eating food. It was a gross part. They're eating like a chicken's head, Mm -hmm. and they pass it to each other to chew up a second time for her to be able to swallow it. But when she comes back, they go to this temple where in Thailand, I think... Where there's... Oh, no, no. It was in Kathmandu where they have... Yeah, it's in Nepal. Right. Yeah, Nepal. They find these golden ashes that the his, 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 his brother, his twin brother that he finds out from a past life told him to go to if he wants to save everybody. And she pees this blue shit after their skin gets ripped off. It's really cool effects, by the way. Uh, her skin gets ripped off. He's like holding it in his hand. She pees this blue shit out. Then three guys squirt out of her like babies. They melt... Her body melts into worms, I should say. They kill one of the three guys by gutting him with a knife. The two guys come to... There's like three guys that come out of these fucking pods. Two of the guys stab one of the guys, kill him, gut him. Then they cut their fucking hands off and bleed on his wound that they stabbed him open with. Then they all die for some reason. And then those bodies form little alien feather-looking dogs that walk over and shoot lasers out of it. Like, what... The fuck is going on? (laughs) Like seriously, like there is, there is. I mean, if there is a deeper meaning, this is literally what happens when you die. Like this is what happens. (laughs)
0: I don't even remember what I was like at that point. I think I was just
2: numb when I first saw that. Dude, I was blown the <laughs> fuck away. I was like, I was so excited. Like most people may not be able to handle this kind of movie, but if you go into it just going, okay, this is a weird movie and you're going to like it because it's just weird, I think you'll be okay. I think you'll under you're not going to come out wondering what life is all about you're gonna be like how did somebody make this why did they make this and how much time did they spend chaining all these events together it makes no sense but it's so beautiful in the same I don't know I Mm -hmm. fucking love this movie dude it's so fucking weird I've never seen anything like it (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) I don't even know. It's like if someone was on like acid it, trying to describe good versus evil.
0: It's like I said earlier, what demented mind keep, put these thoughts together?
2: I don't know where on earth, like even in their weirdest dream, who the fuck could have come up with this? Like, you know what I mean? Like this takes some either like exactly. random off the cuff fucking hey, let's just write whatever first comes to our mind kind of shit or they were having a nightmare for life. Drugs. I it, honestly, there's no other way around it. You probably were. If they Lots were on drugs. drugs,
0: they really need to share that with the rest of the world.
1: <laughs> I think tea. they did.
2: It's a, it's a, we vicariously took their medicine, Mushroom their tea. drugs in this movie.
1: I'm sure Rance has a recipe to, to get you high like that.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I, I know I'm getting over uh, zealous about this whole thing, but I just I don't know. No, I really easy.
0: I know the feeling.
2: Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was I know great. The feeling. My first experience was like, oh, fuck, yeah, dude. Like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, this is why I'll go back to it, because I, there's no way that in the first 10 times I watch this movie I'll ever be able to unpack it, let alone the next 30 times. Like, I'll just be like, whoa, who the fuck came up with this idea? So
0: Right. So like I said, so if you haven't gotten the idea so far, if your experience with jet, with Asian horror is Ringu and Juan ripoffs, this is a whole different. Animal. Oh yeah,
2: no, no, no. This yeah. is
0: this is a different animal. Yeah. This no. is Yeah. This is not like those. <laughs> so yeah, if your if your Asian horror experience is Ringu, Juwan, and maybe a few of the r- lesser ripoffs, this is nothing like that.
2: Yeah, because you better no- get ready to buckle the fuck up because your shit's going to be blown out. Like <laughs> it's fucking your shoes are going to go flying off and kick some old lady in the face. And then, like, you're going to shit your brains out because you're going to be blown away like, wow, this is nothing. It makes no cohesive sense. And maybe there is some. I'm pretty
0: sure, yeah. If you delve deeply into what each of the different colors meant, if you met, you oh, know, God. I'm not even going go to like, yeah, If we knew, like, Taiwanese
2: actually... or, or not Taiwanese, Thai fucking life and culture, maybe we might. Or, right.
0: I'm pretty sure there would be, you know, people there that would explain it to us and we'd finally get it. But yeah, we're not going to go there.
2: Yeah, no fucking way. I don't even think people in that country even knew what the fuck it was about, let alone. But it, it's still an oddity that it, that happened, and I'm thankful for it. So.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But but thank you guys I mean I really I'm glad you came on Don it was great having you on here yeah. uh, if you guys haven't already I'm sure that you're probably anxious to try to figure out what the fuck this is all about um, and maybe you'll want to see it maybe you won't I don't know what do you guys think Brittany what do you think about this whole fucking experience did you did you like one more than the other and what did you think of both
1: <laughs> um, I easily preferred Evil Death Trap over The Boxer's Omen but we shall see Maybe in, like, five years, I'll come back and try and watch The Boxer's Home and have a different opinion on it. But at this point, I think I could go the rest of my life and never watch it again and be fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> just based on how much of a struggle it was for me to watch it the first time, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And not to say, like, it, like, I don't know. It's not a terrible fucking movie, so that's the hardest thing about it. It just was a lot of, if I could just compile all the good moments into, like, 20 minute long clip that's perfect <laughs> that's all i need i don't need the rest of it Then <laughs> i'm fine
2: and we kind of know what you feel don but do you want to wrap it up with something yeah yeah no um like i said
0: this is one of my top five favorite asian horror films and i utterly love this movie yeah
2: <laughs> and you guys know i you already know how i feel there's no contest boxer's omen wins uh, You know, by a landslide for me over the Evil Dead trap, but I still think Evil Dead trap is worth a watch if you're into this yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, it's not terrible. It, it yeah, kind of hits the middle road. Movie.
0: Yeah, it's sort of, you know, there's good points, there's bad points, and they're obvious about it. This one is kind of a little tougher to gauge, but luckily what it is is elements I enjoy, so... That's why i I prefer Boxer's Omen, but
2: right, yeah. If you guys get a chance and you could get, you can actually get Evil Dead Trap online on Amazon for like twenty bucks. You might have heard us mention Boxer's Omen is going to be a little bit hard to come by, but I think there's two parts on YouTube that you can watch, and it's not a horrible quality picture. Uh, it's one of those the versions that that don't fit the screen, uh, so it'll be in a smaller box than the box that your TV is. So it'll have a lot of black around it on top and bo- on the rights and left of it. So, but you guys can look it up and look for it and check it out. Again, it's the Boxer Zone in 1983. So when you look it up, type in the the uh, date. So thank you so much for coming on, Don. I really appreciate it. And- yeah,
0: no, no problem, man.
2: You guys, if you haven't already, where can they find uh, your podcast, and where can they look for your stuff, and what's the best place for them to reach out?
0: Okay, well, um, I'm part of the Horror Mafia podcast. We are on Horrorfilia Network pretty much find us easily on facebook we have a page to follow and a group to join so uh, we're pretty easy to find um i have a personal blog that at the moment i'm mostly um in retrieval mode because i'm moving from an old server to I'm moving from an old site to a new one so a lot of what's on my site now is um articles and blogs i've um, posted before, but uh, you can find that at uh, Don's World of Don's Horror World blogspot.com.
2: Perfect, and we'll also have a lot of the links below in the information, guys. So if you guys want to find some of that, definitely add him and some of his projects. Subscribe to his RSS feeds, things like that, uh, and check out the Horror Mafia podcast. So. But uh, other than that, we we thank you guys so much for coming on. And thank you, Don, for coming on. Thanks, Don. No problem. Yeah, Happy it, to be here. It was a blast talking about these crazy fucked up movies. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We will be back next Monday for a brand new episode of Beyond the Void. So thank you and
1: stay weird, monsters.